Welcome to Read Between the Lines. Today we're looking at editing culture. Some might be shocked by the phrase and others excited. Should culture be edited? Do we have the right or the mandate to make changes? Culture is about the way we live in community, what we eat and our attitudes to key life events like births, marriages, changing seasons, funerals, coming of age or maturity, and any ceremonies linked to these. It is also about the norms and rules we have, such as what is considered to be respectful and polite or taboo. We may say we have several cultures in Zambia, and every culture has its strengths and weaknesses. To find a perfect culture is like looking for the perfect person. Nobel Prize winner Alexandri Sojensin wrote, The line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being. End quote. He highlights the fact that no human being is perfect. In theological terms, we would say, all people are created in God's image, but also fallen short of his glory. And if this is the case for even the best of human beings, we should not be surprised that the culture is also an imperfect mixture of good and bad. How, how would people respond to this challenge? Some would respond with offense, saying that we have no right to tamper with the time-tested patterns that have been handed down. These often have a golden age mentality, constantly referring us to the good old days. They want us to turn back the clock, but often the good old days had their own weaknesses and shortcomings. Because we remember the good things, it is easy to tell ourselves that it was all good and only good in those days. And if our template for building society is distorted by these tinted glasses, this selective view of the past, we should not use this model. Another group might respond by calling for replacing the culture altogether, but I would ask them, replace it with what? Most likely they'll refer to this or that country as having a better pattern to follow. But that approach comes from not understanding that even those cultures have their weaknesses. And it may be because of our distance and limited exposure that we think it is perfect. Like a building that looks fantastic from a distance, but as we get nearer, we notice the cracks in the wall. Total replacement is a bad idea. The third option is to edit culture, to preserve what is good and useful and change what is not. We can keep our history accurate and intact, but certain attitudes and practices must change for the good of society. Cholwe Mbetwa, in his book entitled Why Africa is Poor, commends the communal mindset of much of Africa, the social support system, where families support each other at crucial points of need. But he goes on to critique three attitudes that he claims undermine our progress. One of these attitudes he calls hierarchism. It is an attitude that respects rank and seniority, which is highly commendable. The problem is when it's twisted, distorted, this wrong form of hierarchy creates followers who are defined by being good at flattery and rubber stamping every statement. This is a formula for the death of many good ideas because now the role of a junior becomes to rubber stamp the official line. This is the way things are done here, the young recruit is told. 
and that is the end of his brilliant ideas. Hierarchism is where hierarchy is exaggerated so that there can be no dialogue and no debate. Instead of ideas being examined as ideas, it seems the rank of the one who suggests the ideas is actually more important than the idea itself. This is one cultural distortion that needs to go. If an idea is good, it deserves attention. And if it is implemented, everyone will benefit no matter who the idea came from. Hierarchy should not mean people should not air their views or respectfully challenge ideas. If conformity matters more than initiative and ideas, we will not progress as communities or nations. Information must be able to flow both up and down the hierarchy, and we should be open to debate. We must edit culture to reward initiative and good ideas. Apart from this, there are more obvious bad practices that need to be weeded out. Practices like property grabbing from widows. More could be said, but these things need to change. Apart from this, we need to realize that culture is always changing anyway. That is why we have urban culture, culture which has been modified by life in the crowded urban setup. Technology also changes culture because it changes the way we communicate. Previously, homes would be locked up at a certain hour and that is the end of communication with people outside. But with the advent of social media, people are communicating with each other at any time of night or day when previously this would be unheard of. We open up people to our homes and our lives by the pictures that we post. Some pictures more intimate than others. Uh, a kind of exposure which would be unthinkable in person but is open to the world because of technology. Even that is a change in culture. The culture of how we communicate. We also have a sort of international business culture as a result of international trade and sharing of ideas. The issue is not if culture will change. The issue is if we can purposefully play a role in steering culture in the right direction. Let us hear this warning from Geoffrey Botkins who wrote, People who are mentally unconscious cannot perceive what is happening in the world around them. This cultural blindness can cause men to stumble into slavery or perhaps surrender their collective future." End quote. So we must not surrender our collective future because we leave the shaping of culture to time and chance. The next question would be, if culture is not the standard but is measured by something else, then what is this higher standard? For the pragmatist, it's the common good. For the idealist, it is the conscience. For the Christian, it is to love God and love your neighbor. Perhaps this can be a topic for another episode. Technology also changes culture because it changes the way we communicate. Previously, homes would be locked up at a certain hour and that is the end of communication with people outside. But with the advent of social media, People are communicating with each other at any time of night or day when previously this would be unheard of. 
We open up people to our homes and our lives by the pictures that we post. Some pictures more intimate than others. Uh, a kind of exposure which would be unthinkable in person but is open to the world because of technology. Even that is a change in culture, the culture of how we communicate. Thank you for listening and I look forward to getting your feedback. Good day.